The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, GMIG's 5th Street Pub, and AMPM Plumbing. Now, live from GMIG's 5th Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with your hosts, David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And we are live here at GMIG's. We're out on the patio today. Uh, I forgot we were going to do that. I threw on jeans, and I'm sitting here. Now you're going to be sweating. I'm going to be sweating. It's... By the way, Saturday's a blackout, and it's going to be 85. Unreal, huh? Actually, the 640, 6.30 kickoff is going to be really nice because of that, right? We won't have to worry about the sun. The Hy-Vee um, tailgate, which we haven't quite got figured out yet, uh, we'll, we'll have to have the tent. Recall, this is college weekend for me. Oh, boy. I won't be with you. Um, and Lord willing, Andrew, I'll make it to you'll the game. Be with us. No, Andrew's going to come with us too. Although he may make it over to the tailgate. He's going to come with us too. We've invited sons to. So am I driving solo? You're not Buzzy? Buzzy's, no, I got Trey. Oh, yeah, you're driving solo. That's what happens you, when you go out of town for a couple of days. You, we don't talk and then you find out this stuff. But yeah, they, we're doing the, we, we have had good luck getting the Sigma Tau Gamma brothers back together. The Sammy? Uh, no, that's a different one. Oh. Uh, this is STG. We got back together the last couple of years and we got 35, 40 guys, including my pledge son from uh, Reginald de Guillemont lives in Paris, was from Paris, lived in Paris, and uh, he's coming back. I've not seen Does him Does that make it gay, Perry? Uh, <laughs> parts of it? Sure. Not him. All right. Sure, I can assure you that. But uh, in any case. So I hope you get to see a better football game than the one we watched last Saturday. Well, so should we start with field hockey? I mean, field hockey's on, a, on an upswing, right? All right. Okay, so the, the field hockey The number team, one ranked field number hockey. one. They beat Michigan 2 to nothing the other day. They were number 14 ranked. They got Ohio State this weekend, number 11. And uh, Monday, they've got uh, Michigan State. And then they go to uh, number three, Northwestern, next week. So it's all coming up for them. Um, they lost their uh, middle defender, Harper Dunn, uh, to a season ankle. Uh, she done. Anchor. She done. <laughs> Uh, they won the game despite that the other day, but uh, apparently this is the strategy I was reading about. Kyle Heisman on, on uh, Tom Cakert's website, right? He's, he's, he's all into it. And he's like, hey, listen, they're going to they're gonna change from a 4-3-4 to a 3-3-4. You know, I've been thinking that they should they do that should all the time. They probably just do it anyway, right? I mean, come on. It's so obvious. It's like running an RPO if you're the Iowa, Iowa football team. Anyway, so uh, big time for them. They are still ranked number one. We'll start that With off. With the quarterback who runs a 5 40 That sounds yeah. great. All right. That's, yeah. We got the good news out of the way. Yeah. Um, so the Hawkeyes in the football game on Saturday night at Penn State. Well, wait a minute. I should say the Hawkeyes in the contest, which they lost. I'm not sure it was a game. Well, it was. They, uh, they still, lo- they still call them games. Um, it's a good day for me not to have made a lot of notes because I don't have any notes today. Right. Um, because the stats were just downright depressing. Right. Pathetic. More, more fumbles than first downs. Yeah, right. Pathetic. More turnovers than first downs. Penn State didn't have a turnover. We um, didn't have more turnovers. We had more punts. We had more punts. More punts than four first turnovers, downs. Right? Three. Three. Okay. Yep. yep, three and four first downs. Yeah. Okay. Six months. Of which two were on the first drive. Yes. Which had Eric Allen not fumbled on that play at the 18-yard line, and Iowa goes in and scores. It's an entirely different football game. So this is what we were just talking about. That was the biggest play of the game. But do you think it's an entirely – do you really – do you really Yes, because we would have had seven. It's a different score, but do you still think – What was the score at halftime? 
Uh, it was 10-0. 10-0. Mm -hmm. Then Penn State had the ball the entire third quarter. So, uh, And you, you I'm, always I'm, say this. I'm, I'm going to go with you on this. You I'm say, not gonna, I, but you I say this all the time. I agree. The Hawks want people to run these long drives because sooner or later they're going to screw up. You know what? Penn State never screwed up. And I uh, they did get stopped on fourth down, but were given a gift by the okay. officials after that fumble. That, that was that was, that yes. was brutal. And they also had that, this that, backward pass thing that they yes. reviewed. And I don't know. How, I mean, how how is it that they look? Okay, at the you're going to pull out the two that. officials things. Well, but I'm saying you're right. It changed. Those all changed the game. Well, the one the, it very well could have been seven nothing or, three it, or seven three. Yeah, it could have been seven well. three. Yes. Uh, and but it wasn't. And sooner or later, when that snowball continues to go. Your defense is. They had the ball 45 minutes because the defense couldn't as get Brian off the. As Brian Ferentz was quoted as saying, the, the defense had 97 plays to score. I don't know why they weren't pulling their weight. He did, did you not. See that? No. Did you see that? It's a, a great AI deep fake, yes, right? right? And he's like, listen, you know, this is a team game. The defense had 97 chances to score. They didn't get any points. Yeah. Anyway. And Kirk actually referred to that. He's seen yeah. it and heard it. He referred to that today. He says it's funny stuff. He says, yeah, it's not true, but it's right. Funny. No, you're no, you're absolutely right. So let's let me go back to the Orange Bowl in 2003, after the 2002 season, and at halftime, it was are 10 you? To, it's 10 to seven. And that and Iowa returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. For a touchdown, didn't score again, but before the half, before the half, they throw on fourth down in the end zone. Down here. I can't remember. He was a great blocker, but not a great pass receiver. Dropped the ball in the end zone. We got 10-7. And Jackie Smith. Uh, Dallas Cowboy. It's like, just like it. Um, they come out. Uh, USC boat races them in the third quarter. Right. Gets it out of hand. And then it's just never a game after that. And everybody re remembers that game as if USC absolutely dominated the beginning game. of the game, which was not true. Right. They won the third quarter handily. Right. And, and, that, and that's what happened on Saturday. I, I can see that if I would have a flicker of a light on offense at all anywhere in the so, game. So let me ask you a question. That's the difference. There was a play in the first quarter where McNamara hurt his hand, and he was shaking it. Clearly. And then they, yeah, they, they, they took him out in the fourth quarter, and Kirk said, I thought I read, that he was suffering from hand cramps, which if you've ever had a hand cramp, those suck. Um, it hurts, and I can't imagine how you would ever. ways you can get it, Well, in this case, uh, let's say it was from a hitting. Yes. You won't go blind, but you might cramp up your hand. Yeah, I'm over here, Dad. <laughs> At any rate, the guy hit a shoulder pad. Um, yeah, so you got to. Give people a reason to listen. Well, <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, yeah. then you need to laugh Did at others. Did he hit a shoulder pad or a helmet? I thought he hit a helmet. I thought it was a shoulder pad, but okay. at any rate, they're both hard. Um, see? There you go. And and now it's over. I hate it when I do this to him. So, at any rate, he gets the hand cramp later in the game. Don't know why they didn't give him some Midol or something at halftime. Or at least a liquid IV to rehydrate. Maybe a hookah just to get himself relaxed. That, I don't know. Anything, right? If yeah. you need that sort of thing, maybe a, a, a ball, a, you know, those moon balls. But something happened. Something, not, definitely not a beach But something happened on that play where he hurt his hand. And and I I believe it, it con completely ruined his effectiveness in the ability to throw a wet football 
under duress. Because every once in a while he did have just a minute, a second or two he, to throw, and he had, still was terrible, right? He yes, had, he had yeah. opportunities yeah. to yeah. make passes that could have been completed, and he was unable to do so. I'm not trying to make excuses, okay? I, if Cade was sitting right here enjoying an adult libation with us as we discuss this, he would say, no, man, I, sh I messed those up. But you still have to acknowledge the fact that he hurt his hand. And he hurt his hand to the point that he took him out in the fourth quarter when the game was out of hand. And, and he's clearly still laboring under the, the quad because he had the, the, the broken play where he got 20 yards. The biggest play but of the game. He, but he was hobbling uh, as he did, Biggest right? uh, offensive uh, right. yardage play of the game. Biggest laugh of the game for me was uh, the second time they ran that flood to the left where they, they run everybody on the same side of the field and they don't send anybody on the other side. Gary Danielson said, well, that play's obviously designed to have one man going to the other side of the field to get open. I'm like, nope, it's not. Well, it happens, and, and, it's, it's happened so many times. And if it, maybe Gary Danielson's right and maybe they're running it wrong. Every time? It's possible. No. Well, if our coaches don't recognize that they're running it wrong, somebody, it's possible. Somebody's supposed to leak out to the other side. It's possible, yeah. right? It, it, it is, but it was so funny that he's... I'm thinking to myself, well, they've run it that way about eight times well, this year, and I've only seen let's the guy run, roll let, the other side I hope this once. week we run five or six more tight end screens right in the middle of the field because well, that's working that's so what, well. I know. I know. How about we just do this? The very first play of the game, or second play of the game, we do what we did against... Utah State, and we go deep. And we throw caution to the wind. And easier this week. Of course, Penn State may be the best team in the country. Yes, and we got behind. We, were, we started rolling. We had confidence. We got down. I, I, I agree with you. I've always said this, and you, you get down on me too, and you, I agree with you. I always say that what happens earlier in the game does affect the way the rest of the game goes. I totally agree with you. If that game is 3-3 three to three at halftime, 7-3, to three, they, fum they fumble the punt. Ball bounces right back up into their guys' hands, right? Um, yeah, the, uh, we have an Iowa State play where the punt hits our dude in the back. Right, well, and the Iowa State play would not have happened, by the way, if the officials had gotten the call correct on the other end on the bounce backwards pass and made it fourth and 18 instead of fourth and eight. It would have been a different spot. Guys would have been sitting in different. It, it, the referees hurt that play. There was a lot, number of things. So, yes, it could have been different, but it wasn't. It wasn't. And the, the, the part that is getting to Iowa fans, and here's what it is. No, it's it's so simple. It's it's. It's deja vu all over again for everybody. They're looking at this. They're looking at the statistics. They're looking at the score. They're looking at the fact. Oh my God, we need to fire everyone right now. This Iowa football team is three and one. It may have just lost to. It, in, my, in, in, in my estimation, in my estimation, in my estimation, the best team in the Big Ten, based on what I've watched. Yes, absolutely. I don't, and I don't care that Ohio State scored because Notre Dame decided to only play with ten guys. Yes. Apparently they thought Jesus was on their side, but he can't make a tackle. Yeah, I mean, he, what's going well, on he there? He could. He just doesn't like to interfere. In, in these, well, right? Because really, if you, he's got a lot of other things yeah, going he's on. Got a few things going on. But nevertheless, I mean, I think Penn State's better than Ohio State. I think Penn State's better than Michigan right now. I'm not even. I, and I, I, there's no debate. There's so no, there's if, no debate. if they're the best team, that means they're going to be in the college football playoff. And you played them on the road at night in a whiteout. And you screwed up a couple and, times. And, and game got out of hand. Game got out of hand. So so if if you're able to bounce back this week.
I mean, I paying attention to that football game because I think it was. Is it better? <laughs> no. Oh, I won bigger. Yeah, no, no. Well, that was easy. But it, it. That was easy. There there yeah. goes the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be. A, this will be a bad week. I've had three straight good weeks, and that's, that's just not good. So, but, so, by the way, I had Northwestern. <laughs> oh, there you go. And that was a comeback for me. Um, I, I agree with you. So there, there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity. I think uh, Torby. What, what did Torby on? Uh, I did. Dude, so I, his, I was. He had, he had three words for it. It's something about acceptance, something, and redemption, right? Okay, it's, let's move forward. Right. Um, Iowa could very. But, but here's my point, and here's, here's where I want to go with this a little bit. Iowa easily could win nine to ten games still this year with we, a bad we, offense. We could potentially not lose again. Right, potential. That, that's the potential. But, right. I mean, right. The, the Iowa defense, is, the Iowa is, is good. I, I'm sorry, the defense gave up. All of the drives were long, 10, 15 play drives. They were tackling well. They were playing well. A couple times they got screwed by the officials. A couple yeah, times they, they couldn't get off the field. They had. But to, they, I thought that. I thought honestly, I thought Xavier Wampa played yeah, poorly. He got beat on that um, touchdown, which was really bad. He just got beat. Just, but he's still a sophomore learning, right? I, and but, he's only a yeah, sophomore. Uh, Nick Jackson and, and Jay Higgins are playing out of their mind right now. Jackson played terrific the other night. Um, I, th- this team defensively is there. So let's say they go ten and two. But there's still a laughing stock of college football, and that's where. It, and let me finish this thought. At what let point does Kirk just thought. just get up to the podium and give him the double gun salute? I. That's the question. When somebody was saying, "Well, the fans are getting out of hand," blah. People are actually now. We're, we're turning into a Nebraska like. If you care what mentality. other people, if you care what other yes, people think. I know, but that's where we're at. That's why people are gnashing their teeth and they're throwing all these bombs out there and he's got to be fired hey listen there's no question in my mind my tweets the other day if you by the way if you noticed i, I everybody's noticed i've been on the wagon for a while but i'm off now finally but um sober, so sober bread tweeting well the tweets are a little bit more a little bit more well thought out um and i thought about it the other day um look utah state everybody that they played <laughs> everybody's played has scored more than us. Uh, Penn State, Delaware scored more than us, and I can't, they, everybody they played has scored more than us. Western Michigan, I think, Warden was the only. We don't score points. It's a scheme thing. It's awful. But remove that. At the end of the day, the thing people are upset about is, is that now when they talk about us on national television, when we're nine and three or ten and two and going to the Big Ten championship, the next words out of their mouth are going to be, of course, Iowa with the terrible offense. Right, and but of course Iowa with Brian Ferentz in the twenty. The your assumption is that over the next seven games. But that's what's bugging people. It's not everything else. It's what's bugging. We're, okay, we wanna Andy. Win. We want to win. Yeah, good, good. But that, I'm just telling you what's bugging. It's not. I'm not even saying it's bugging me. I'm telling you why people are suddenly losing their over this. Right? Is it's not that we're not going to win games. I think we're going to win games. The other piece of it that's a great point, absolutely fabulous point is this. This, what they're doing right now, when they go nine and three or ten and two this year, or eleven and one, whatever it is, won't happen next year when you have when you bring in those four other teams. Okay, so suddenly, so all the, all of an idea won't work. All of a sudden, UCLA, USC, Washington, and Oregon are unbeatable. All of a sudden, these Pac-12 teams are as if we're bringing in another 
Let, just the four greatest teams in the discuss, in the freaking country. Let, let's discuss that. It's a, it's a great great point. So let's because when Caleb this. Williams is playing for my Bears next year and not the USC Trojans, I don't think they're going to be as good. Maybe they're when, not. My, just let, let me finish. Yeah. You've got it. You've got a great point. So let's let's go with the. Economy. I'm not just going to go ahead and say that those four teams. Nebraska. Change. Nebraska. Listen, Nebraska didn't win the Big Ten the first seven years they were in the conference, right? Remember that? They won the first. They were. They went the second year. Chip in their second year and then never. Again. They haven't been Penn back. State, Penn State won it the first year and never won again. Get in there. Let me. Let me just finish this because you're. You're right. That doesn't mean they're automatically going to be great. All I'm saying is. All I'm saying is this. Right now, Iowa has suddenly become, in the last four years, uncompetitive with the top of the conference. We're getting crushed by Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. We and stayed, who isn't? Right. I'm just saying. Who isn't? That doesn't matter. I'm talking about Iowa. They're good. That's good. Iowa wants to be competitive with them. Right now, the top ten of college football, the top nine, includes those three teams. <laughs> And four from the Pac-12 that are coming in. Uh-huh. My point is that they're going to be more better oh, teams. Because those schedule. teams aren't ever going to start playing each other and start beating each other. It's so stupid to sit there get, and think that the Pac-12 that's coming in is going to automatically make Iowa six and six every year. That's insane. I don't think it is. I think I think if things don't change, I think Iowa doesn't stay competitive with the top programs. They stay competitive. The last time I recall playing USC, we beat their ass like a drum. That was how long ago? Three years ago? Five. Okay. 2019. Whatever. Half a decade. Whatever. Half a decade. Whatever, Brett. We game? played them. Point. They didn't have the freaking Heisman Trophy winner like they did in the Orange no. Bowl. No, but they did. and they. Were we need outmatched. to take a break. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. They were outmatched. I'm just telling you that what people are worried about is that this team is going to be competitive against bad football teams. You know what I love? I love about worrying about things that are going to happen three years from now. Just because, boy, that's I'm that's a really really good you way to spend roses, your life. You can be roses and sunshine. I'm just telling you why people are up How about there. worried about being Michigan State? This. Let's talk about that when we come back. Tom Kicker of HawkeyeReport.com. We'll take our first break. By the way, an abbreviated show tonight. We're going to 545 so that the Cubs can get on here. Uh, they're working towards the playoffs. And uh, down in Atlanta this uh, for tonight for a 6:20 start. So we'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1350 ESPN. Don't miss the sports talk. Wicket's World Fridays at noon on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN, Des Moines Sports Leader. And we're back here. We're at G-Mix. Come down and say hi to us. We're outside on the patio. We're inside as well on a Tuesday night. We'll be here. Uh, not only for the next couple of hours, but then after that, uh, every Tuesday night. Next couple of hours? Where are we going? i got to go see the old man. Okay. Uh, but, uh, sit here for a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, nice you, crowd. I, Thanks for coming out and supporting the huddle. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. No, thank Absolutely. you. A lot of, a lot of fun. And, um, it's going to be fun this weekend. We're going to get there. And what we've done so far is exactly why people listen to our show. That's right. It's about this now. And so Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com is on the uh, is on the phone with us. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Tom, you are so loud and clear. I feel like you're sitting next to us. We have our own equipment now, Tom, and we're very proud of the fact that we hooked it up. And it's working. <laughs> so it's it good work. to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, we may be doing some instant reactions. So Tom is, is, is the owner of a message board. 
How insane are the passionate Hawkeye fans, or the passionate 25% of the Hawkeye fans that just want to throw the baby in the bathwater, Kirk and Brian Ferentz, out to the out to the recycling bin, to the garage, to the garbage, and be done with them forever because of one football game last year. It's one football game this year. One embarrassing one this year. And then well, All right. they they wanted to do that last week when it was forty-one to ten Iowa. Some did. I've so, never so seen a reaction to a thirty-one point win like last week when it was just like, did Iowa lose by thirty-one? No, they did that did you this miss week. The memo? But the week before, it felt like it. It's, it's weird. Beating Iowa State is is always acceptable. Right, regardless of how bad they are, it, it's or good. So that's good. Or, or good. Or good. They they may run the table. I don't think so. But but I but the insanity uh, and and Tom, what I was laying out for David earlier was kind of the arguments for the insanity. Right? Many different ways, the way the program's going. But at, at the end of the day, it was one game, right? They've got a lot ahead of them. The biggest question is, and I think we talked about this last week, the biggest question is if they keep, if they start on a winning streak again, which they clearly can do, does the national narrative change at some point in time, in time during the year to where people, Iowa fans, start to feel better about their team? Because at the end of the day, that's what people are starting to get really tired of, is that when there's a promo for the game for Purdue, the announcers then say Iowa stinks on offense, but enjoy the game anyway, right? We gotta get past that, and it didn't help the other night in the fourth highest rated game of the day. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's just gonna be the once that contract went into place, it was gonna be the story of the year, uh, and, and it, it just is, and it's going to be that way for the rest of the season until there's finality to it one way or the other and um that's how it's going to be is there, so, it's just going to so be the main no story yet, is the main unless they start piling up points then everybody be like oh well okay no but i don't think that's going to happen i think it's going to be the, the drive to 325 is going to be a white knuckle ride down the road and um <laughs> that's what's going to happen it's just um it's just going to be this theme all year, and we know how fandom reacts, and there's a beauty in fans. There, there is, but it's they don't like hearing their friends talk bad about, you know, I, right. Iowa fans all over the country are getting crap about, oh, you're, you're, how's, that, how's that drive to 325 going? How's Brian's parents today? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's tribalism, Tom. It's tribalism. It really is. But it's part of what makes college sports go. Right? So to, to some extent, it's part of the evil of of uh, college sports where, you know, the money comes flowing in because it's, it's your tribe. Right? On the other hand, you don't like to hear your tribe trashed, especially when they're already winning. Right? So um, let's uh, real quickly shift. We, we Here, here's the one, one thing, guys. One thing, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Iowa goes out and wins the next two games and goes to goes to Wisconsin, sitting five and one, and right. You yeah. know, yeah, I, that's the big goal. Yeah. You know, did, did anybody it. really think they were going to go to Happy Valley and win? Really? I didn't. I, I thought they might fire a shot. 
right? And, that, and I, I think that's right. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's disappointing the way they lost, game. but, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you have... If you W and L'd the entire uh, season, you put an L by Penn State. Yep. I wish we had more time tonight. We got the Cubs coming up, Tom. I, I want to shift you over to, to basketball real quick because there was a couple of recruiting, um, and, and we want people to pay attention to your site for recruiting news. Uh, the men's basketball team got a recruit. The women's basketball team got a recruit. A couple of pretty good recruits this week. Let's start with uh, today. Um, uh, Ilya Guyton, uh, AJ Guyton from Indiana, his his kid. Oh. And a, a four-star, top 100 player. Uh, Dom, that's... Is she from Indianapolis? No, she lives in Peoria. That's where AJ Guyton was from. That's Peoria. So, um, yeah, she had she had a lot of good offers. Came down to Iowa and Illinois is what I was told. But had offers from Nebraska, Michigan State, Pitt, Wisconsin. You know, top... 60 player in the country according to ESPN. Yes. So, terrific player, terrific point guard. So Iowa has four top 100 players and one just outside, and the number two player in Iowa. They're the only school right now that has more than two uh, coming in in that in that freshman wait, class. So, wait till Kim Mulkey gets her checkbook. Well, I mean the the transfer portal notwithstanding, this this is building into a monster class, Tom. And I, I guess the one thing that was interesting after the final four, you thought I would would have an easy chance of grabbing a transfer, right? And it, it appeared to be difficult to find the right fit. I mean, they could have gotten people, I'm sure. But they, I was they a cult. Right that women's basketball team is a culture deal. But man, they have they are nailing it in the in the with the freshman uh, recruiting classes. This is gonna keep. This is gonna keep going. I mean, it's not Caitlin Clark, but this is gonna keep going. Yeah, and they've got five commits in this class now. Ava Hyden, uh, a six-four center from, you know, who's number thirty-six in the ESPN rankings. Tegan Malagini, the uh, number sixty-four in that class. Uh, Taylor Strimlow, a number eighty-eight in that class. She's another guard. Uh, Tegan's a guard forward, and then guard um, Callie Levin from, uh, um, you know, local local girl. Um, so those are. Um, you know, four top hundred commits, pretty good. Looking really good. And the men, Fran grabs somebody out of Canada, four star as well. Uh, looks like he's, he's yeah. It looks like he's still gonna uh, open the open the flood, uh, gates and let uh, a couple of other guys visit. But uh, they got a they got a big one. That's a big guy. Six eight six nine. Looks pretty strong out of Canada. Yeah, and we rank uh, Chris Tajijo as the number 66 player in the country. So, um, you know, premium rebound. What our national guy, uh, Jamie Shaw, said is the two things that are hard not to notice are his frame and his motor and explosion. Lengthy, quite strong, six foot eight forward, who plays with the see the ball, get the ball mentality. So, I like that. I like that uh, mentality. Reggie Evans, Doug Thomas, baby. That's right. <laughs> All right, Tom, we got about a minute and a half or so. Will, is Iowa going to completely redeem themselves Saturday and just whitewash Michigan State? Or or uh, blackwash because it's going to be the blackout. That okay. Last week was okay. the whiteout. So, Fair enough. I think that's, blackwash? I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to... I think they're going to come out and play a really strong game of football. And we'll see some turnovers. 
and uh, we'll see Iowa pull away for a, uh, uh, a comfortable win. Substantial victory. Hoping the crowd is into it. My buddy who I went to Texas A&M. As soon as, as soon as we get a touchdown, they're in. My buddy that I went to A&M watched the yeah. A&M Alabama game with, yeah. he's, he's coming to this one. Nice. And so I wanted, and I'm actually very thankful to get to see Kenny tonight. Back yeah. in black at 6.30 instead of 11 a.m. It's going to be great. Hey, thanks, Tom. We're sorry to cut this short, but uh, Cubs baseball uh, rules yeah. the roost around uh, 13.50. But uh, good talking to you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Tom Caker, the HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, been with us for all 20 years of the Hawkeye Huddle, and we do appreciate it. Should we take our last break We now? need to. Okay, we're doing it. We're going to take our final break. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 and ESPN 1350. Hello, this is Ron Coomer. It's summertime. It's baseball on the radio. The Chicago Cubs on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Cubs coming up at 6.20 tonight. I think the pregame starts at 5.45. That's where we've got to get out of here. A week to go. Peter, how many minutes do we have? Go ahead and just say it. It's okay. We need to know. Six right. minutes, thanks. So, uh, big series for the Cubs. That reminds me of Dougie Braves Fresh. Are, are, are resting everyone, right? Except for Acuna. Because they're going to let him play so he can get 100 stolen bases or let's, whatever. Uh, let's make sure we thank Angie Lancaster, Remax Concepts. And, of course, Bruce at G-Migs. Bruce at G-Migs for supporting the show. Lots of great uh, sponsorship opportunities available. Yes. and I've been remiss in trying to get anything done. But, yeah, you listen, know, the, we're cheap. If you want to throw a few bucks at us, we got to pay for this new equipment we just bought. I mean, come on, <laughs> we're good. Uh, let us know. Uh, at, the George Seibert right? equipment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll name this after. We'll name the equipment after you, right? Talking to you on the Hawkeye George equipment yeah, band. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Michigan State comes in as a win. They're terrible. What a mess. They, they are terrible. There's some talent there that they had, but they're terrible. Have, has the depart, have the departures started since the announcement that they're going to? You know, I didn't notice that. Well, you know that if they fire the coach in the middle of the year, then people can leave. How, so, how does Northwestern show up on the Because Pat because Pat Fitzgerald actually was a good coach who cared about his players, and they kept a guy who kept the culture, and they didn't change anything other than the shower walk or whatever it is. they Antonio back to advise Michigan No, but, but apparently that isn't happening. Well, he's not on the field. He's I, an advisor. I'm not certain he's even going to have a headset. It, it, and just this just in, if he was here, he wouldn't have a headset. Well, they've given up 40, an average of 44 points a game the last two games, right? Now, granted, Washington was one of them. Maryland is a good offense. There's another. So, okay, so the Hawks are not a great offense. That does, still doesn't mean that Iowa shouldn't do something. No Jazz Patterson, no Caleb Williams, uh, Caleb Johnson's. Again, both out. Both out again. Uh, at least a week. What did Jazz do? These guys. Actually, the you know what? Is, so Jazz, Jazz is the prop. Caleb can be replaced because I think we've got guys who can run the football. Jazz is a blocker. Right. He's a heck of a blocker. He can take two or three guys out at once, and I think that really makes a big difference. And I think Caleb obviously needs that right now. Iowa needs to figure out how to get the ball to wide receivers. Just figure it out. How about it's, we just throw it to him? It's called a slant. People joke about it. Well, Iowa doesn't do slants. You know, 2004, after they came back from uh, if they came uh, back from Arizona State, being beat 44 to seven. What was the touch? 
touchdown at, against Michigan State. Marvin McNutt. Slant. Close the touchdown against LSU in the first quarter. Slant. Right. What are we doing? We're throwing, dropping back and throwing the ball immediately to wide receivers. Right. Right. Kirk did it. He had no running game. He'll None. still, he'll do. He will still do it. He just needs to open. I don't think he will. He's just. I, I, I want him to. I'm like, there's, there's patterns to run. Do it. Get the other team off balance. Figure out, and not with a jet sweep. Okay. That's not going to get the other team off balance. How about we fake the jet sweep and do something off of that? Like throw a tight end screen off that, maybe. That would be such a horrible play. Uh, fullback. <laughs> fullback. So I, what, what is For a minus two. What's the line? 13. I know, but 49. Yeah. Over? I don't, total's like 37. So basically what they're what they're telling 27-10, right? You know? Right. That, that's what you think? Well, I, I think that the offense comes on show, but easily it's over. If they play like they normally do, I think, I think, right it, I think it's Michigan State's not getting more than 10. Okay. So they lost last week 31-9. to Going 32-9, to Iowa. Over, over Michigan State. How do we get 32? I have no idea. The, the Hawks go for two. On a fake extra point, that would, like, like that would ever happen. I just feel like Iowa gets a defensive touchdown to add to this too. So it's 35 to 35 to 10. There you go. I think they cover 35 to 10. This is not a redemption game in my mind anyway because Michigan State's terrible. Next week, just, next week's yes. Uh, Purdue is a little different. Purdue is not great, but they're also better. Well, Illinois Purdue this week's a pick at Purdue. In, in Illinois, had to score late to beat whoever they Toledo in the first game. And who they play last week? They barely beat. Oh, I won on that one too. The, um, oh, Florida, Florida Atlantic. Florida, the Owls. Yeah. I, yeah. Or, or the was, Panthers. This is so easy to watch these Big Ten teams with 14, 15 point favorites, and you know they're not going to score. But, um, At least Big Ten West right. teams. They, so pick them, Illinois and Purdue. Yeah. Purdue, Illinois. Okay. We got a beer bet on that. First beer of next week. We got a beer bet on that. There's no question. Um, so we're we're about to run out. I, I think we're good. Iowa's going to win this game. This is not the problem. 25, 10, 32, 9, whatever. Iowa's going to win this game. That's the dumbest score I've ever had. Get, it is actually it's pretty close. Get healthy. Get healthy. Play play better. Get healthy. Right. Play in how to get how do how do you get healthy mentally? The defense gets a three and out or a five and out on the first drive, and the and the off and the offense scores on the first drive. You 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 keep the crowd engaged because when they start playing back in black, six twenty, it's not going to stop. And right, I mean it's a lot like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, do that. Get a powerful win. Kate McNamara yelling at people in locker room the other night. We gotta hit him back. We gotta hit him out. We gotta go back. Right. Just gotta do that. Just do it I love Kate McNamara. In spite of in spite of the hand spasms. Yes. And whatever it caused the hand spasms. All right, thanks everybody for helping us out through the, uh, the program. Tom Kaker, TalkHeadReport.com. Peter Camp back in the studio. We're on 1021 at 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Go Cubs, go. On 1350 ESPN Des Moines.